This is the Hoosier Ag Today morning podcast. Welcome. It's Tuesday, the 7th of February, 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, and the Hat Podcast is brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. They're online at ffbt.com. Coming up today, C.J. Miller with Indiana Farmer and Ambassador Kip Tom. Elise Koning is in with a story on Conservation Award winner Barry Fisher. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says some rainy, snowy, possibly, events are coming. And Monday ag markets, a loss in beans, slightly higher corn. John Zanker analysis coming on the Hat Morning Podcast. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, going to be 87 to 89, maybe low 90s all weekend. So we thought we'd bring Scott Heine in. So we'll talk about home heat. (laughs) (laughs) To agriculture. Anytime we can help a farmer grow their business and meet their goals, that's a proud moment for me. And, well, other things. For some reason, like and subscribe. We don't know why, but that's important. We want you to do it on your own, but we're going to tell you. (laughs) Listen now on all platforms. The solutions from one Indiana ag leader on fighting global hunger and an Indiana crop advisor receives a top award. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. One of the major challenges that the world will face over the next 30 years is producing enough food to feed a rapidly growing population. And that's why one former U.S. ambassador, who is also an Indiana farmer, says changes need to happen now to help reach that goal down the road. At the end of the day, we need to get involved to make sure we protect our ability to do what we do to grow the U.S. economy and to feed a world. And that's Kip Tom, former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations Agencies for Food and Agriculture. He's also the CEO of Tom Farms, which is based in Kosciuszko County. Tom recently received the Certificate of Distinction from the Purdue Ag Alumni Association during their fish fry event last weekend. As the world's population is expected to reach 10 billion people by 2050, Tom says several things need to change quickly to be able to step up food production to feed everyone. First of all, is in our own nation. It's policy. We need to make sure we have effective policy in Washington, D.C. and across every one of our state houses across the country that allows us to bring innovations and the technologies we need to to American farms to make sure we have a strong economy and we are the backbone of global agriculture. Tom says the second obstacle is the trade influence from the European Union on their farm to fork initiative. I dealt with that uh, every day when working in Rome. They try to influence people around the world on their own beliefs that are ideological that will do nothing to feed people so uh, at the end of the day the United States needs to stay strong we need to make sure that we don't superseded by some of the BRIC nations uh, we see some of that going on right now but we need to make sure policy 
in Washington, D.C., stands up for the American farmer and creates a strong economy for us. As far as current efforts to overcome hunger issues around the world, Tom says that better global food security will also lead to better national security here at home. We know that people are migrating, they get caught up in human trafficking, illicit drugs and arms movement, and worst case, uh, they get involved in terrorist activities. And that's a threat to the United States and our allies around the world. So we need to make sure that these people are fed. But again, I come back to this. We need to show them how to feed themselves. We can't keep this trajectory of spending going like it is to just do the humanitarian assistance. We need to do both. We need to increase productivity and they need to do it themselves. You can hear more of my interview and read an op-ed piece written by Ambassador Tom about the importance of global food security at HoosierAgToday.com. Well, a Putnam County farmer and crop advisor has been recently honored with a top award. Elise Koning has more. Barry Fisher's contributions to conservation were honored last week with the Certified Crop Advisor Conservationist of the Year Award. The award was given in Washington, D.C. and recognized his more than 40 years of experience in crop advising. I was very surprised, of course, and humbled to be selected from your peers is is always an honor. Very humbling to be among such a group of top ag professionals. The Greencastle resident says he discovered a passion for all things conservation through 4-H and FFA. When he graduated from Western Kentucky University, Fisher began work with the Soil Conservation Service, which became the Natural Resources Conservation Service. He recently retired from the agency, and now he's president of Fisher Soil Health. Certified crop advisors, the niche that they fill is kind of a bridge between the most sound scientific information that you can find to the most practical application that can be applied. To farm. He says that as a certified crop advisor, he's not only making recommendations about crop production, he's also thinking about natural resources. There's a code of ethics. And in that code of ethics, you kind of agree to make absolutely sure that you are not only a, an advisor for production, but also an advisor that protects and assures the sustainability of our natural resources. Fisher says he thanks those who have worked with him throughout his career. Just a, a special thank you to all of those folks that thought for some reason that I was worthy of such an honor. I've had tremendous support and been lucky to have one of those jobs that you truly love and enjoy each and every day that you're going to work because you feel like you have a chance on that day to make a difference. He's also been a guest on the Hat Soil Health podcast, which you can hear at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Elise Koning. And I'm CJ Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network. Your operating loan for your farm needs to cover all that could be. That's why Farm Credit Mid-America offers flexible financing options to take care of the day-to-day so you can free up capital to maximize opportunities for your farm. Use our online banking or mobile app to conveniently check funds so you always know how much cash you have on hand and can plan for what's ahead. To find an operating loan that works for you, visit e-farmcredit.com. Subject to credit approval, additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. 
trust. It takes time to obtain and just minutes to lose. Hoosier Ag Today is proud that over the past 18 years, we have gained and maintained the trust of Indiana farmers and farm families. On any given day, almost half of all the radios in trucks, barns, farm offices, and farmhouse kitchens are tuned to Hoosier Ag Today reports. The number one trusted source for agriculture information in Indiana is Hoosier Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we take a look at the setup here across the Hoosier State, we're kicking off a very active weather forecast period here in general. Today, a minor trough coming through the Hoosier State. That minor trough is going to bring a little bit of hit and miss scattered shower action. Rain showers anywhere from a few hundredths to a tenth or two. Coverage around 60% of the state for your Tuesday. It's not a big deal, but it is priming the pump, so to speak. I think we stay dry for your Wednesday as a significant area of low pressure starts to develop in East Texas, Arkansas, Southern Missouri, that whole region. It lets go and moves north overnight Wednesday night through Thursday, bringing rain and thunderstorms, half to two inch rainfall totals with coverage right now at 100% of the Hoosier State. We turn colder behind it, but I think we are seeing the moisture you're gone by the time the cold air comes in. I guess I won't rule out a few on again, off again flurries, particularly later Friday afternoon into Friday night. Saturday is chilly as well with clouds and on again, off again flurries. Temperatures moderate. In the next week, Monday, Tuesday are going to be dry with temperatures normal to above normal, but a significant rain event coming back through for Wednesday. Tuesday night, Wednesday, looking at anywhere from a quarter to one inch of rain. Coverage 100% of the Hoosier State again. Behind that, we stay milder and could have another round of rain coming through late week, late Thursday into Friday. So if that system holds, that would mean four potential rain threats in the course of the next 12 days. If it's realized, that's one of the most active periods we've seen in months here across the region. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. Flat in corn, but lower all day long in soybeans and wheat futures. This is Who's Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Farm Market Review. We did finish mixed with beans and wheat down and a late peak to the high side for the corn market. This update is brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct. Visit them in the North Wing at the National Farm Machinery Show, and they'll even give you a price list. Value, knowledge, performance, it's in their genetics. Settlements from Monday trade coming up. First late in trade, I checked in for commentary with John Zanker. He's with Risk Management Commodities in Lafayette. John, it looked like almost risk off as you look at the equities, commodities, and grains and oil seeds too, even livestock. But then a little bit of a shift later in the trading day, crude oil goes higher dollar index was strong all day that really didn't change but even we got a peak at the high side in corn by the end of trade what was the sentiment early on at least well we came in to this morning it looked to me like not very impressive rains over argentina this week in southern brazil uh forecast hot temperatures over 100 in the key growing areas of argentina not a lot of rain in the next two weeks Offsetting that was, I'm sure, some fear over what had happened with the uh, Chinese and the balloon incident, uh, which I thought was silly given that, uh, you know, this spying thing's been going on for decades. And sometimes they get caught, sometimes we get caught. 
both sides make a big deal out of it and then it's back to work the next day. Um, and I think that's really what's going on. We, we've seen some things going on in the stock markets that might, might suggest some concern, but in the end, it, it'll blow over. No, no pun intended. Um, export shipments, disappointing for corn. Um, but here we are again, as you said, closing, uh, near the highs of the day. So that was an impressive turnaround. Export shipments for soybeans were outstanding at um, 67.2, but we're closing in the red and wheat. Um, the best export number in several months at 19.7, and they're closing in the red. So um, pretty poor fundamental news for corn. It's the only one closing in the black. So, you know, in our business, Andy, it's, it's hard to make the call on these things sometimes. <laughs> Soybeans maybe a little easier call with uh, some nice harvest progress, especially in Mato Grosso. Yeah, we we are seeing some action there. Um, Brazil's crops up to ten uh, percent harvested now. I think uh, Mato Grosso is thirty uh, percent. But you again would never know it given the kind of export shipment numbers we're seeing to China right now. Of that 67.2, China took um, over 42, 42.6. So um, that's one of the really surprising things of the past three to four weeks, Andy, is uh, the, the amount of shipments that we've had into China. Very impressive and hopefully a decent sign going forward. But, uh, boy, Brazil certainly has a huge crop. And at some point, that's going to put the hammer down on our exports. Well, we're still over $15 nearby beans and right around the 680 mark in corn. How do you like those levels? You know, these are numbers I still think if, if a producer still has quite a bit of his old crop left to sell, especially soybeans, um, you know, these are still very good numbers, especially the, the soybean number uh, basis is still pretty decent. And uh, again, we're setting on a $150 million ton plus crop in brazil that's going to more than offset any of the damage in argentina and uh, before it's all done net gain in the south american crop probably over 600 million bushels uh, who's going to soak those up in the coming year so uh, i wouldn't play uh, this uh, argentine drought hand too long Final note on that uh, big balloon in the sky. Had it been an actual weather balloon, what do you suppose it would have predicted about the uh, planting season here in the U.S.? Well, <laughs> I would say, I, I would say more uh, uh, meteorologists are looking for a little bit of a wet spring here early. Uh, and it looks like the balance of February is going to be warm and wet. So uh, it could be a little soggy to get started. Um, and I would say that most meteorologists are uh, looking for a uh, La Nina fading away into a light El Nino, which could provide for a very good growing season this summer. John Zanker at Risk Management Commodities. The number there, 866-837-9027. Monday settlements in corn, minor gains after trading minorly to the downside early on. March corn, 679, up a penny and a half. May contract up two and a quarter. 677 and three quarters and july goes to 668 that was up three and a quarter but down a dime better than a dime in beans with march 1521 and a quarter 10 and three quarters lower may 11 cents off 1514 and a half in july nine and a half cents down 1507 march wheat in chicago 750 and a quarter six and a half cents lower april live cattle 164.47 working both sides 
during trade on Monday, but finishing up 35 cents. But it was weak in the hog market. April lean hogs losing $3.75, dipping to $82.72. I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.